trying to think, when's the last time you used WAD? You said it earlier. Did I? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> One of them. I'm a cult. I'm a you, cultist. You, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. I, yeah, like you said, by the gallon. Another rep podcast. Another rep. Okay. We are gonna we're gonna start this off by breakdancing into basically what brought us together. Yeah, and Cro- that, would, that would be CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. So so we kind of referenced in the in the last episode that that's uh, that's kind of or episode zero that that's where we met, and so we thought it'd be a, probably be a, a good conversation to one start off like you know what got what got us into CrossFit and kind of why we like it. And then just kind of enjoy mosey on from there. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just let the ramble begin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, coherent enough and on topic enough to <laughs> to go through it. We apologize in advance if we branch off into a different topic of CrossFit, but it will all be CrossFit related this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Ryan, what got you into CrossFit? Um, that's actually it's kind of a fun story because it's also like the. For me, that's also the starting point for kind of my health and fitness journey. Most of my friends and probably I feel like a lot of a lot of dudes can that start to get into fitness can relate to this is where do I start? And they usually will be like Google Internet, how to get into shape. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I got a couple of friends who go, oh, I need to get into shape to go to CrossFit. <laughs> that's my favorite. There's a story that leads into that. Right. And so. So for me, getting started was like Googling, right? What do I do? How do I get into this? And the only thing that I really knew at the time was like bodybuilding, right? Because that's kind of the, at least for, for where I was and what I was looking at, that was what most people were doing. And so that's kind of what started it. And so perfect, you know, build muscle, that kind of fun stuff. Um, at that same time, I was also a very heavy smoker. Um, so lung capacity, not my strongest suit, but show muscle, got it. So I wouldn't say that was necessarily the pinnacle of fitness. But you look damn good. <laughs> but I look good doing it. Um, so so there was that. And then um, I eventually I saw, you know, I heard about CrossFit, kind of looked into it a little bit. And I was like, this is stupid. Which, again, I think for most people that were coming from like where where I started in my like my quote unquote fitness journey, um, they're like, this doesn't make any sense. That goes against every rational thought about how you should supposed to how you're supposed to train. Um, then I watched, uh, I watched one of the CrossFit games. I think this was 2000, 2012, uh, somewhere around there, 2011, 2012, one of the two, um, I kind of saw it for the first time, um, like watched video of it. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like one, these dudes look awesome Two, Um, like they're doing some crazy stuff where I'm like, uh, how how are you capable of doing that? Yeah, seriously. Um, and then for very young Ryan, uh, or younger Ryan at that time, I was like, these girls look good too. <laughs> so I was like, sign me up. Um, I was like, sounds like a perfect package. And um, and so I uh, at my at the the local big box gym as they as they call it, um, I tried a I tried a workout on my own that I saw from the CrossFit main site, and it was uh. You know, I don't know. I don't see this done too often anymore. But it's uh, something called the Lumberjack Twenty. Oh my God, I've done that workout. 
a terrible workout if you've never gotten the chance to do it. It's a hero workout, 20 reps of a lot of exercises. And running, right? With a lot of running yeah. in between. <laughs> so it's a wild ride. Um, and so I tried that at the gym. Um, got a lot of very, very weird looks as I was trying to do it. And uh, yeah. And so I was like, okay, this was interesting. This is kind of fun. Like, I'd like to actually like learn a little bit more about it. And so did a little bit of Googling and uh, found a, a local gym um, near me. And uh, and that's where I started. Uh, shout out to uh, my hot side CrossFit family. Hot side? Hot side. Um, yeah. And so that, and that was kind of like my introduction to it. Um, funny enough, because I had the show muscle to look like I actually knew what I was doing. And I talked a big game, of course. <laughs> Um, I went to an intro workout since I've never officially ever done CrossFit before. And so I was like, oh, let me give it a try. And, uh, so they just thought that I was in way better shape and I didn't want to look like, I didn't want to look like a, uh, a weakling, <laughs> I guess we could say. And, uh, so I like tried to push through it and, uh, they just like, it was just kind of like a, you know, one of those like foundation intro workouts, nothing too outlandish, but yeah. for somebody who smokes a lot. And their equivalent of cardio is the five-minute slight incline walk that you do at the very beginning and then the 20-minute walk that you would do at low intensity on your off days um, was not enough, surprisingly. And so, uh, yeah, so it eventually turned uh, that, that workout. I was like, held it together. I was like, this is great. Got a good workout in. And uh, that's why I told everybody. And then on the, <laughs> on the inside, I'm just like, I'm dying. I'm going to throw up. How do I not throw up in front of these people that I just met for the first time today? Um, and lo and behold, I couldn't hold it, and I threw up outside. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was cool. And so that's when I was like, all right, this is something interesting. Um, I kind of want to keep doing this. You are the master of first impressions. <laughs> I do a great job. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, so that was, my, that was like my intro into uh, the beginnings of CrossFit. Um, so I guess kind of the same question then for you, what, what got you into CrossFit? Well, let's see. I think I started a year after you in 2013. And uh, before this, I, you know, I played, uh, I played soccer, I played for AYSO for God, like 14 years. I played um, uh, some like rec league basketball, played some uh, rec league football. Uh, I, I'd always been in sports. Um, and then after high school, going into college, didn't really get into sports after that. It was like, you know wasn't i didn't find time or make time to go for the sports side of that uh whether it be a pcc or cal state la i was working and i was just you know trying to make money as a young adult and um <laughs> i started working uh at trader joe's and man when you work at trader joe's you have access to food and the food just tastes better when you work there of course. And so, you know, started gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight. And somewhere around 2000, early 2013 or late 2012, uh, my cousin Jeff uh, came back from service and he was like, hey, I want you to come try this with me. And I was like, OK, I don't know what it is. He goes, oh, you'll be fine. Like you used to do sports. You, you know, you used to lift. You get the gist of it. You'll be fine. So we went to a CrossFit gym uh, in downtown. I believe it was Trojan CrossFit. And we did a hero wad. Um, it was supposed to be eight rounds of this workout. Uh, I can't remember what the exact movements were, um, but I lasted all of eight minutes. 
um, before I was like, you know what? I'm done. And uh, I, I crawled out of my little square that they had set up for us. And I was just dying. I was looking for food. I was looking for drink. I was looking for anything to keep me from passing out. Trader Joe's help me. Trader Joe's, please help me. Uh, unfortunately there wasn't a Trader Joe's around, um, but there was a fruit truck outside. There was, uh, uh, some fast food truck or not fast food trucks, but like, uh, 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 roach coaches outside. And my cousin got me some sweet potato fries and some fruit. So I was like chowing that down and it took me, you know, a good 45 minutes to recover. And, you know, he looked at me and he goes, Hey, you know, uh, you know, sorry, the, you know, that was your first workout. I, I, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And I told, him, I looked at him and I was like, no, I like, I need to do this again. Like, I am this out of shape. I've never been this out of shape in, in a long, or I, ever. I've never been this out of shape ever. And so I started going with him to a CrossFit gym in West Covina. It's called Shield CrossFit. And we were doing um, park wads. And the park wads, you know, they, they were they were excellent tells of how my fitness level needed to increase and in one of them I actually suffered almost heat stroke and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have the owners uh, they were EMTs and firefighters at the time so nice I was just like oh you know like I was like guys like I feel like I'm gonna pass out you know like I'm seeing stars my skin was pale and they were like wow you're you're pretty pale for being a dark guy like <laughs> you probably need to go sit in the shade there's a you are changing races you are changing races exactly and so they sat me down in the shade they poured you know water in a towel put it on my neck and then one of the coaches gave me protein and he was like here sip on this slowly and again it took me like a half an hour to recover but you know by this time i, I was like maybe a weekend but it was hot so yeah i hadn't worked out in the heat you know in a long time and i was just like man like it felt good to for me it feels good to push that threshold where you're like this is what you're capable of but you're capable of more if you condition properly and so that kind of hooked me i was just like i i need to get back into that athletic state that i used to have and you know i was so disappointed in myself for letting myself go that far and and realizing how much weight i put on i was just like no never again never again um and so yeah that that really got me into and kept me in crossfit and you know i just i loved training again yeah it was so much fun it was so much fun you know it's it's really interesting because so we i know we we've kind of referenced that you know that we coached we've coached in the past and for for anybody that's been in the crossfit space for a long period of time like at least in those kind of the 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 earlier days when it started to gain in some popularity right like the the 2012 2013 era um crossfit was a very different type of mentality than what you see right now it is very raw it was very like in your face like i mean the 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 premise of it was pretty much like fuck you we know what we're doing yeah um and you know you you might remember the like pukey the clown was the thing oh my god r.i.p pukey pukey um right i mean my gym had a banner of them dude right people would wear shirts at my gym yeah yeah it was like like you sold merch of oh yeah the clown pukey was right scary but (laughs) but yeah he represented crossfit right a hard right and so it's 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 always really fun to kind of talk to people who who have who have experience from like that point because it was it was this like go hard every single time yeah and like and it's really interesting because that is like if you look at like the, the kind of the 
the core aspects of what what crossfit is is it it is about intensity yeah um and that's kind of one of the big things that is like talked about is like when you look at some of like the main site workouts for those of you that don't know it's just crossfit.com um there's just just a website and that was the that's where you would go for the workout of the day that was the wad yeah yeah and so and you would see days where it's like like oh here what's the workout oh we're doing a five by a five by five back squat and that's it that's it yeah right but the goal of it was like these five by five back squats back squats are supposed to be like they're supposed to be hard they're supposed to be heavy you get in you get out and you're done and and, or, and then eventually, you know, gyms kind of pulled away from that. They started to do their own thing, especially when the game started to pop up mm-hmm. um, it became, and garner a little bit more prominence in, like, the sport. Um, then, like, the workouts became more – a little bit more structured in yeah. a certain way. But that, that same intensity level was always supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, and it was just hard and heavy relatively at the time, right, and relatively to the person. Uh, but man, it was, it was just, it was a wild west of experiences. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like you're saying, like in that, that early 2011, 2012, 2013 era, um, everybody was starting to come out with, uh, or at least I noticed more individualized competitive programming. And it was all experimental because, you know, we're, we're all used to going off CrossFit HQ and getting, yeah. you know, that workout of the day. And you 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 start seeing gyms and 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 people who have that higher athletic education to start programming and start making it intense and you know people will pull from others. I I, I can't remember how many were there on the time, but it was just like I remember a couple of coaches telling me, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm doing this," and another coach would be like, "Oh well, I'm following this." You know, me sitting there with my barbell, ninety five pounds, trying to do a deadlift, like. I, I, I'm just doing what you guys are on the board. Like yeah. I, I, how, how many other, like, why are, why are we doing this? And you guys are doing, you know, several other things. And, you know, I get it later as a coach. It's like, well, you know, each athlete or athletes have different desires, different needs and therefore require different programming. But yeah. Yeah. But back then, man, that, that intensity was God. And that, that's like such a fun, like a funny and really interesting, like shared experience for, uh, <laughs> like for for crossfitters as uh you know going through the ages because like looking at how things are set up today like it's so different it's so different um in like there's like there's it's planned right yeah. like it be, going back like it was so raw and like n- nobody was we kind of followed we kind of i feel like we took the tenets of uh what what you're supposed to do in a in crossfit right the intensity concept um, and took it to like the the nth degree where no matter what you did was always supposed to be super, super hard where, and this can lead in, this could potentially lead into a, a conversation about kind of some of the pitfalls about like about CrossFit, but you had these, like you had like gym owners who this was, this wasn't their job. Mm-hmm. Like their job was a, they were a, a construction worker or they were like a admin or a, an accountant or yeah. something like that, yeah. that also happened to own a gym. And so people with zero actual like understanding of how like exercise science or programming, even from like a, a rudimentary strength and conditioning level, they didn't have it. Yeah. And so now they're trying to then dictate how all these like people are supposed to train based off of, you know, a, a two day seminar that people you, you pay for and you take and you get. Uh, and, and like that turns into our, first days where we're hurling our brains out or potentially suffering heat stroke. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but somehow wanting more, which is, it's, it's interesting that you say like, uh, 
you know, because of like, t- like sports, right? right. Like, cause I, I feel like that was, you know, for me, that wasn't necessarily like my, I don't know. Maybe it was like the masochist in me that really wanted it. Cause like my team sport experience, my like sports experience was a lot of like individual sports for the most part, like played some soccer and stuff. Um, but like mostly I was doing things that were like individual in nature. Right. And so the, that competitive aspect was always interesting because like, because within CrossFit community is such a, such a strong piece to like what makes or breaks a really what can make or break a gym. Um, at least nowadays yeah where like the the athletes coming out of it are a little less important um today and so i don't i don't know like i wonder i wonder if uh that changed the perception at all given like i was more of an individual athlete like an individual sport type of athlete um sports wise versus like you know with you coming in from like team sports yeah i i I think it's it's like you're saying it's it's about the perspective approach to it like my team sport uh, days, I, I brought that into CrossFit because I have never competed individually on a serious level. Like, uh, I, I've done a weightlifting meet. Obviously, you can't do that with a team. Yeah. Um, I did that individually, but just because, just, just to get it under my belt, like, I've never done one before. That, that would be my first individual competition, but it was for fun. So, there was no pressure to compete there was no oh you're gonna go you're gonna make it to nationals or or ao from this Uh, you know i was just like ah you know let me get on the platform do it by myself i wasn't uncomfortable but i felt like i said there was no drive to do better to perform harder but when you know i've competed with friends like when you and i competed i was ready to throw up and keep going like (laughs) i was just like if Ryan's not going to quit, I'm not going to quit. You know, I, I've, you know, I've, I've competed like four five times. One of my favorite ones being tribal clash, uh, last year, there were six of us and, you know, we kind of threw our team together at the last minute, but we were all friends and it was just like, you know, we don't really care where we come in and what place you know, we ended up, we ended up just outside the top 20, which moves on to the like semi or the quarterfinals. If you know, you guys here, didn't do bad, you know, we didn't like, and I think once we got past day one and realized how highly placed we were, I think that was the competitive edge that kicked all of us in gear. And we're like, we can actually make it. Yeah. And, and for me personally, I love when, if if I can whatever I can do to put my team in that position to get us farther, I will do it. Yeah, I I you know I, I will throw up, I will pass out, I will just you know, scrape some blood, I, whatever I got to do, I'll do mm-hmm. it. I, I I just don't have that drive on an individual level. Gotcha. Yeah. So what like what got you into? So I'm always interested in this. Like what got you into the concept of like competing within CrossFit? Ooh, um, I think watching my coaches compete. Um, watching my coaches compete really drove home the idea that you are working your body so hard. What are you doing to show it? Like what, what are you doing to show your, not only show it off to other competitors, what are you doing to show yourself that, Hey, you look, you've advanced, right? I, I took into the mindset where it's like, I've been doing this for a year now. What do I have to show for it? Well, let me do a competition. I did a competition with a guy at the gym, you know, he put us, I told him to put in us in beginners because we were definitely not intermediate at the time. 
And we hung with the intermediate guys. Not to say we kicked ass, because out of 48 teams, we took 46. Nice. Like, we didn't come in last. That was my favorite part, is we didn't come in last. <laughs> and I actually PR'd my front squad. I PR'd a row. The competition, is for me, is proving to myself that I can do it. Yeah. You know, being able to be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I can do it. You know, I backing backing that talk. Like, you, you can't just bark all day you got to actually bite one of these times and, <laughs> and, and do it so yeah for for me it was watching my coaches compete and and knowing how much time they put in and how much effort they put into training five days a week six days a week maybe two a days and i was just like i want i want to get on that level to where i can appreciate the work that i've done for myself and prove that you are getting better because you stay stagnant you're not going to get better yeah so yeah okay that's interesting right like I think a difference, uh, some of the differences in like what got you into it from like, say like a sports background, given that like, so for me, had been mostly in individual sports that, uh, you know, competition was really the only time that I ever got to really like test myself. And so, so like for me, when I learned about like competitions, when I was like, oh, people compete in exercising. Interesting. I, I'm down to give that a try. Like what am I, like what you were saying, like, what do I have to show for the work that I've actually been putting in? Which is, which is really, which was really fun um, to do my, like my very first CrossFit competition. I, uh, man, I wish I could remember what I placed in. <laughs> I remember, I remember the, like it was a brand new gym. They did a competition to like, just to start it on off. Yeah. I think, I think the same, like I PR'd my deadlift. I PR'd a, a back squat. Cause we did the total. Oh God. Um, which is for those that don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a squat a deadlift and a press or an overhead press. Yeah. Um, one rep maxes. Yeah. All, all supposed to be one rep maxes. So that was my, like that was workout number one, which was a wild ride. I think I saw the photos of that. And it was like, I think my, my deadlift was like, it was like maybe like two Oh five or something like that, which is, which is kind of a, a funny, funny to like, look back at like how aggressive that's grown. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, that was years and years <laughs> ago. I think the the individual aspect of like sports and then having having something to kind of back myself off of or not back myself off of but like base myself off of right um from like previous competitions given that you know the people that are going to be in the area will be continuing to likely do competitions so i'll see familiar familiar faces and kind of get to gauge myself of like have i beaten this person yet have i put in better work like whatever that might be but it, it it's all it is kind of like that I think about like from the coaching side, like watching people that I've worked with or like not like just in classes, not even one on one type of thing, um, the progression. And I feel like the progression is almost always the same in somebody starts, they get super excited. Um, they're they're trying like, you know, they can't uh, RX a workout yet. And then event like so they start to beat people. They get a little bit better. They start to get their first RX like they finally get to do that. And then. They're like, oh, I'm I'm like one of the better people in my gym, and this this is like, uh, back in the the regionals days, R.I.P. R.I.P. Regionals. R.I.P. Regionals. West Coast. <laughs> um, but that was like, okay, I'm 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 one of the better ones at my gym, or I'm the best one at my gym. I'm always hitting the leaderboard, number one, and uh, and so they're like, okay, who do I beat now? And yeah. then that's like, that's like the, okay, let's do a competition. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of like, that was kind of it for me where, um, I was kind of like in that mindset before, or I was like, I definitely wasn't the best at my gym by, by a long shot. Um, there's at least a couple people plus the coaches who some, one of the coaches who actually did compete at regionals was very, very good. 
and I never was able to beat him. Um, <laughs> you probably can still beat me today. Homie was a monster. But uh, but yeah, so that I feel like that's kind of like that weird progression that every single person has. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I wanted to touch back on that. You had yeah. mentioned something about how we'll, we'll, do, we'll dive into this right now, but it's like you had said uh, getting to watch your athletes, whether it be individual or class, progress. Going in on that, what made you want to be a coach? Oh, good question. So, so for me, it was curiosity, honestly, was like a huge thing for me. So at the time when I did this, like I, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to be like a, a fitness professional. It was a mix of like some savings that I had and then a little bit of like a birthday gift to kind of like push me over the edge to be able to afford, afford the, the seminar. But it was more so like I wanted to just know more about the the hows and whys and where and where is it where is this going and at the at the time kind of like having an L one you got the cool shirt that's very exclusive the to L ones yeah that had like the um, what is fitness on yep. it right and uh, it's awesome and I will I will covet that shirt for the rest of my life. Quick segue off that I think my class the 2015 year were the last ones to get that colored shirt. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think we were the last ones to get it. Yeah. So yeah, I funny enough, that shirt was a medium oh, for me. God. <laughs> I, I asked for I asked for a large and it fit like a schmedium. Yeah. Uh they were I, they were definitely tight fitting. Man, I love that shirt. I will <laughs> God, I will be I will be so sad if I ever lose that because that is a that is a piece of history. Oh, mine's gone. I have no idea where mine oh, is. Oh my god. It's I know I know where mine is. It's tucked <laughs> away. So so it was it was curiosity that really got me into at least like taking my level one. Um and so listening to listening to them talk and the way that the level one is done, and I, to this day, like, I would probably take the L1 again, even though I don't have to. But I just remember it being so well run, so unbelievably kind of like, it's it's just so simple. And I think that's what, that's what captivated me the most about the concept. I was like, man, this is like, this is like straight to the point. It was kind of, it was no nonsense. Like, they didn't like fluff, like you, you read in books and some of these things like it, it it was just like here are the facts here are the details and how this thing works and here's why it works and here's how you can get people to have like incredible results and so that like the way that they kind of talked and the kind of the at least my the perceived passion that was kind of exposed upon me i was like all right i'm i'm in this more than i thought i was and so after taking my l1 that gave me essentially the credential to actually be able to coach and so, so I, I helped out a little bit with some of the, my classes, some of the classes, um, I had a, you know, my favorite coach that I love to go to. And, uh, so he kind of like mentored me a little bit in like how to coach and how to get a part of that. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like I, I actually really, I really enjoy this aspect because like I'm ultra passionate about it. Um, just, just health and fitness. And at the mo at that time, like I was like all in like consumed by what CrossFit was. Um, definitely drank the Kool-Aid like by the bowl. <laughs> and so with that, I was like, oh, well, I want to, I want to share this with people. Like I want people to know more about CrossFit. Like I'm going to go spread the good word of the fitness. And so that kind of like led me into, you know, that eventually led me into then taking a, uh, uh, my, my personal training certification, um, got me into more of like the personal training side, but then I still had like, I was still at the same time doing CrossFit and still kind of like really taking 
you know, I was smitten by the principles mm-hmm. and, uh, I, and was kind of applying aspects of that into like, then what I started to learn about from the, the how to actually train people. L1's awesome, but it doesn't, it doesn't teach you how to do those types of things for the most part, other than the foundational movements, which you don't really do a whole lot of Yeah, <laughs> for the most part. For the most part. When was the last time you've done a med ball clean? God. Exactly. Beginner's class 2017? Yeah, right? So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And so that that was kind of like I was like I really like this and so and it and then it turned as as time kind of progressed from more of the 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 personal training side and I started to learn like okay I actually I really enjoy like leading people through the the journey that is exercise and fitness and like how to go about it um, that got me really excited at the time at that moment like I didn't have there wasn't a need for me to be a coach um, at the gym that I was at and so I like it was more of like I would help out or in the if chance that somebody couldn't make it like they had a backup and that was that was going to be me and it wasn't until later on that like I you know when I I was at uh, CrossFit Chicago that I actually got the RIP CrossFit Chicago Rudy I love you you have taught me so much (laughs) um words can't describe how awesome of a teacher and a uh kind of a uh a leader in like training and coaching and CrossFit as a whole uh, you are, um, so Rudy. You, Rudy I, I I got to meet you once, and I feel the exact same sentiment. Yeah. It's it's funny that Ryan and I actually met up, and <laughs> we both went to CrossFit Chicago and met you. Well, uh, yeah. so if you ever get to hear this, <laughs> I appreciate the hell out of you. Do. Yeah, right. So it was awesome, and so that's where I actually got a little bit more experience in like coaching, and I got to see like professional coaches, like their job was to coach and kind of see then what that looked like, yeah. and that's when I was like. I definitely want to be a part of that just because again, going, going through kind of all of these, all of those aspects of, you know, the, the, the wins that you all, that we all get. And that's kind of like, again, we talked about community. Why I think why community is so strong in CrossFit is because we all have these like kind of shared wins of getting your first blank, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, oh, the, yeah. whatever that might be. Like we, we finally did that one thing that we've been working on and we get the accomplishment and everyone is, so wildly excited for you because we've all done that exact same oh, thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that shared experience is wildly important into uh into the, into all of that. And so me knowing what that felt like, I like that that of uh, working super hard on this one thing and finally getting it and then you have like a community around you like uh like exploding in excitement for you as you freak out cuz you're like I finally did it. Like I want to share that with with everybody else. Like I want that excitement for every single person because it feels so unbelievably good. Um, and if you've ever had it, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Or if you've ever seen anybody get it, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's contagious. Yeah. Like it's so contagious, but anyway, so that, so that, that like that excitement, um, is what really, really drove me into like coaching and kind of trying to actively pursue finding, you know, not just the one-on-one, but be able to actually do like group training. Yeah. Um, specifically CrossFit. And so then, you know, as I, as time progressed, I moved around a little bit, went from Chicago to LA and, uh, found myself at a CrossFit gym. Nice. There are a couple different CrossFit gyms as time, as, as time progressed. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I love it. I, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. What, uh, what about you? What got you into cro- uh, coaching? Coaching. Um, I, I have to say it was my coaches. There were a couple coaches specifically who just had an enormous passion for watching their athletes grow 
you know, it's like you said, they anytime their athlete was successful at something, everybody celebrated. They celebrated like it was it was amazing. I, I remember one of my coaches took me out when I finally RXed a workout. We we like a group of us we went to go eat Korean barbecue. You, it was awesome. Like it was just like this was this was that coach's group. We all progressed. We all went to celebrate. It was yeah. awesome. You know, and, and seeing that community just develop no matter which gym I went to, it, you know, there was just it was just like bam, bam, bam. Everybody was happy. Everybody was very thankful for quality coaching. And uh, the the gym that I helped run and take over, uh, they needed coaches. And so I had been I'd started my interning with uh, a couple coaches in 2000 and probably late 2013, early 2014, just learning, not, not like actually going, Hey, I want to intern. I want to, you know, like I want to, you know, shadow you guys. It was more like, so give me your mindset behind coaching. Why do you coach this way? Why do you give these cues? Why? Like I had that mentality. It was like, I want to learn why you say these things to help these people and why you tell me something different. And, you know, I, I quickly learned like athletes respond differently to different cues uh, athletes learn different positions at a different pace. You know, each athlete is individual. Therefore, each athlete is different. Yeah. Um, and to me, that was very intriguing. And I was just like, man, like, I want to be able to fix people. Like, I want to be able to correct people. I want to be able to, you know, make people better. That, that That's how it initially started for me. And I was like, I, I could do this and I could learn this and I could, you know, Blah, 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 I could get my old one. And so I, you know, again, I interned for about two years. And then in 2015, um, I took my L1. Now, my L1 experience wasn't as in-depth as yours or as positive as yours was. <laughs> and not to say that mine was negative, um, but I didn't feel the same about the coaches expressing their passion towards teaching the L1. Yeah. It was more of like, here's the book. Here's this breaking your groups, learn this. And I, I remember one specifically, and this made me question it. Cause I was just like, well, not everybody, like I knew it right away. I was like, everybody's body is different. Yeah. And it was the squat progression. And so they had me stand in an air squat progression or position. And they were like, okay, yeah, we need you to put your feet outside or right at your shoulders and, you know, turn your toes slightly out. And so to me, it was all a matter of perspective. It was like, well, my slightly out is wider than anyone else's slightly out here. Like I have a wider frame, like I'm taller, you know, I'm a bigger set guy. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I can't stand as narrow as the next person. And so they would try and correct me and they were like, oh, he needs correction. And I was like, no, I, no, I don't. And they go, well, okay, I want you to squat to depth. I squat to depth. No problem. No, uh, no pelvic tilt, no rounded back, nothing. I, an immaculate squat. And they would be like, oh, well, he only has that because his feet are wider. His stance is wider. And I was like, well, I, because my hips are wider. Like my body frame is wider. Like I'm not, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not a narrow 130 person standing right in front. Like I'm, I was 215, 225 at the time. I was like, nice. I'm a bigger dude. Like <laughs> I'm a big you, boy. You can't tell me that I need to have my feet right underneath my hips and to slightly turn my big toe out. Like that's not going to work for me. I know what works for my body. So, you know, I, I questioned, I was like, well, don't body types matter. Don't body sizes matter. Like as far as positioning he goes, no, we should all be the same. And I was like, mm, that 
that doesn't sound right. Like I knew, like I, I'd read the L1. I had coaches telling me everything. Like I knew, I understood body mechanics and I was like, that, that just doesn't sound right. So I, you know, I would question it. I question. So I didn't have as thrilling of an L1 experience like you did. However, I fulfilled my own knowledge by realizing that all these things that they are teaching me are changeable. Yeah. Because as my mindset was, each athlete is unique. Each athlete is different. Therefore, each coaching cue, each position is going to be different. You can't just stay by the book. And I know you and I have talked about this, how we we modify things to adapt our athletes to make them better. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I had that mindset coming out of my L1, you know, passed it, got my test results back. And I was like, I'm going to change the way I coach because I don't feel that it fits with this cookie cutter design from the L1. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I did because, you know, I, I've, I've seen athletes grow and, and I've made cues for athletes and, you know, you, you get the response like, thank you. I, I wouldn't understand it any other way. Or, you know, the way this one coach told me it, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, yeah, you just try to like, well, you know, this, they're telling you the right thing. It's just here, let me break it down for you. Yeah. Um, so after the L1, I was like, man, I'm hooked. Like, I want to learn more. I want to be able to question more. I want to be able to do more. And so my follow-up was the CrossFit uh, football program, which is now Power Athlete uh, uh, program uh, by John Wellborn, great coach. Um, and he had more of a raw mentality to it. He was, he's was he got a, a, a NFL background. He's an NFL player. He's a power, strength and conditioning coach. And uh, the, the man is just full of knowledge and he would tell you, like, you know, fucking question everything. Yeah. Like, f- there's no there's no fucking one direct line to how things are done. Like, each, each athlete or each coach is going to have a different way to get you there. But as long as they get you there and they get you there properly and safely, they're doing their job. Success. Yeah, it's success. And I was just like, this guy is a fucking genius. You know, <laughs> like we uh, he was he taught a lot of like that. That seminar was uh, another two day seminars. It was very power and explosive movement oriented yeah um you know we we had to take a, uh, a, a written test oh we actually got to program too which was another thing that i loved about that that seminars we got to program um um but you know he the, the i got i feel like i got more out of the football uh seminar than i did the l1 yeah as far as like knowledge and and how to coach like you said like no one doesn't teach you how to coach it just teaches you what you should know the the power the the crossfit football at the time taught me how to coach and i'm forever grateful for that and following that up i got my um level one you saw weightlifting uh thing i i got that more as uh, um more for me i wanted to be able to i i had a great weightlifting coach uh colin um uh oh my god colin crane he basically rehabbed me from a dislocated shoulder. And that's when I took on the idea of like, man, I want my, my you saw because this man has broken all my old bad mechanics down and rebuilt me with a dislocated shoulder. And I was like, I, I, the only way to show him my appreciation is to learn what he's learned and, and, and and take it and build myself up and, and help myself help him help me 
build myself. <laughs> um, and so like the, the, you saw on the, the, the CrossFit football were more personal for me. Cause I, I, I just wanted the knowledge to make myself a better overall coach. The L one, I, I will say I, that was like, I could do the L one. Like, any joke could do the L one if they read or they take the, you know, sadly that's true. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, the L one was to get me the job. The other two were for personal reasons in, in knowledge growth. Yeah. Yeah. Spe- speaking of people being able to, anybody being able to do the L one, uh, during mine, there was a, they started it off by asking, they're like, does anybody here not do CrossFit? And there was, a, a, a sizable amount of the group yeah. that raised their hand. Yeah. And I was like, how are you here right now? Yeah. And, uh, the, the, I wish I could remember anybody who ran that class. That was so long ago, but the guy who was leading it was like, he, he like pointed to one of these ladies that was like adjacent to me. And he was like, what, what do you do? Or like, why are you taking this mm-hmm. thing? And she was just like, my school's paying for it because it's becoming popular and they want us to be like, have somebody know what's going on. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> like, yeah. damn it. I, I had something very similar to that. It was, um, there was one that said, Oh, you know, like it's, it's for school. Like, you know, I need to take this to be like a, a teacher of this or whatever. But another one was like, Oh, I, I won't say which globo gym, uh, but a globo gym paid for someone to go there as a substitute for their personal training certificate. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I was just like, I don't think those two relate, but you know, it, I think you, you've kind of alluded, we've talked about it a couple of times, like the L1, like it sucks. I, I hate the fact that I hear people not have awesome experiences because mine was so good. Yeah. And the, the same rule applies. Like, so I also have taken the L2, um, twice at this point for research that recertification wise, the L2 is, is the one where they actually start to teach you how to coach a little bit. Right. So they talk about like queuing, they talk about like more so like mechanics. They talk a little bit more about like how to run a class timing, so class management, um, a little bit about like programming and kind of going through it. And so my L2, like the, the first one was, was a good one. And I took it very quickly after the, my, my L1, mm-hmm. which I shouldn't have, because yeah. I was like, I don't have enough experience to understand what the hell is going on. Um, the second one that I did a little bit, uh, a couple years ago was actually really good. Like I had some awesome people like, uh, Boz was one of the oh, yeah. one of the instructors. Um, Katie Hogan was one of the instructors. Nunu Costa, I think, is how you pronounce his last name. Apologies if I'm if I'm butchering that. It was awesome. Like again, so awesome. Just because it's like it's great to always have feedback, right? And these are right. the, these are the pro, these are the people teaching the people to teach people. <laughs> um, let that like that let that sink in, yeah, right. Um, and so I was like, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna soak in everything that I can get from you. And similar to you, like another coach that uh, worked at the gym that I was at at the time, uh, they took the class and they're like, that thing sucked. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah. I was like, come on. Like, this was awesome. I've had awesome experiences every single time. And like, I, it makes me so upset to hear that there was like, maybe it been a bad day. Maybe they, maybe for the, for the people that were instructing, um, you know, they're allowed to have that. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was something that got set up, said that kind of set that person off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like for you, for example, with the squat stuff, like, yeah. you know, not to put words in your mouth, but you know, that could have tainted like then your thought process going forward. And you're like, well, maybe I don't know about this thing. And so then everything else that they were going to say, you're like, eh, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I, and that could have happened to this person, like this, you know, my coworker at the time as well, but that sucks. But yeah, I think like the L2 
you know, the, the frustrating part about cross uh, like to CrossFit at this point, and, and I think, I think it's a little bit different nowadays because the market is so saturated with gyms. Yeah. Like it's at this point, especially in California. Um, it's almost a Starbucks. Yeah. It's like, it's good. Like you could throw, you know, anybody who doesn't know how to throw can probably throw a rock in any direction and hit a CrossFit gym or come very close to it. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit different nowadays, but like back then the, the early times, like when we kind of first got into it, like all you, ha- all you have to do, and this rule still stands is you just have to take the L one that gives you the ability to use the name CrossFit as a, as a, like a licensing fee or affiliation fee, um, to then open up a gym and both of us going through it, you're like, I, I would not know how to do any aspect <laughs> one, not, not even just operating a gym yeah. or a business as, as it stands, but let alone trying to then lead groups of people who don't know what they're doing into exercise and fitness. Yeah. And then, and so I, I personally think the L2 should be a requirement before you're allowed to actually use the name because at least then you get a little bit of something. I, I, I think the L2 should replace the L1. I, I mean, I know you have to, you have to get the base knowledge of what you're teaching, Yeah. but you also have to get the base knowledge of how to coach it. I agree. Yeah. I, I almost want it. I would almost want it to be like a, like instead of just a weekend seminar, like Maybe like a two weekend seminar. Yeah, absolutely. Like you do L one, then you go straight into L two. Yeah. Um, but you get homework. Like you have to, you you get a homework packet leading up to your L one. You have the test of the L one. You pass. You fail. You got to do that shit again before yeah. you do your L two. You pass. You move on to the next homework packet of L two stuff. You take digital or virtual classes, or you watch the videos like they make you watch when you're taking the judges test. Um, and then you go take your L two. Like, but. I, at the you know at the bare minimum those two need to be together because the the L one's a joke. Yeah. Well, yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. I say, like I I think that I think the L one is really great in in giving you giving you baseline information about like about CrossFit right yeah. just just for what it is how it's supposed to be implemented and kind of like the just the methodology and how it is a and this is not to like disparage by any means but like people go to four years of university to learn exercise mm-hmm. how to exercise and then you know then you can always go forward and you know forward from other to, into other things but like kinesiology exercise science are the, the first two that kind of come to mind right and so and so people spent four years doing that tens of thousands of dollars if not more to learn that and that's and those are like those are high concepts right and cross crossfit managed to and i don't even want to say dumb it down but distill a lot of the a lot of the kind of nonsense i use that term very loosely into something that's very pal- like palatable to most people right where you can you can you can read through that book and you can be just a gym teacher mm-hmm. right not just a gym teacher but you could be a gym teacher right and take take information from what you learned not knowing a lot about it and be able to apply some of the principles within reason and have like phenomenal effects on people oh, to say that then people should then be all kind of allowed to then open up gyms and then make business off of that is that's a, that's definitely up for debate, <laughs> which I think is kind of where we're getting at at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> It did something to the, and this is part of like, I think, I think something that, you know, people hate on it and people still hate on it um, to this day. Credit needs to be given where credit is due with kind of what CrossFit was able to do to the fitness industry as a whole, because for the most part, for, for the general population, you know, what, what did we have? 
And we looked at bodybuilding right. was kind of the, the pinnacle of fitness. We looked at, you know, gyms, like a Gold's gym, yeah. right? Where there's machines and, you know, some cardio equipment, little ellipticals and stair steppers. Or people were like running. Yeah. Or the other aspect of it was like sports. And then what what CrossFit kind of did was pseudo bring a the idea of strength and conditioning to the lay person. Where now you are, how often are people, you know, outside of maybe even like the the niches within like powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting, mm-hmm. do people squat? Do people do any Olympic weightlifting, like deadlifting, um, you know, doing like more intense training methods and outside of like a group X class at like an LA fitness, you don't, people weren't really doing that. Right. And so that it, like it, 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 in my opinion, it's, it was a huge turning point into the industry as a whole. And like, if you think about all, almost everything that you see nowadays, um, within like men's health with these like hit workouts, like CrossFit didn't invent interval training, right? They just branded it incredibly well. But it popularized it to such a degree that that's that's the basis for oh, so many things that you see nowadays. Like CrossFit is a is a household term to describe a what fitness like what this t- style of training is, in the same manner that people use Google. Google Google is a company. That's very true. Yeah. Right. Like Google Google is a company. But you go, just Google it. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. And and you know what that means. You're like, oh, I'm going to go to a website to search for something that's yeah. going to link to other websites to tell me what I'm looking for. It's just an aggregate. Right. Um, and CrossFit is that term that kind of like, it's, it, it is its own thing. Like it is developed into the beast that it is nowadays. Like going back, like credit where credit's due, like it it's such a big thing. Um, so like even to add on top of it, I feel like I'm talking way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But like you talk about like taking the the USA weightlifting course, I too took the USA weightlifting yeah. course. And one of the things that and and so this is kind of the joke about it, like I think I think a lot of people who took that course at the kind of earlier stages a little bit was like when that was kind of becoming a little bit more popular was because of, you know, one like you uh self-interest, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out and learn a little bit more for yourself of like what to do. For me, I never had any experience in Olympic weightlifting until I started CrossFit. Right. And the uh, when I took my weightlifting course, the guy, um, I, I I forget his name, but he's, a, he's an awesome coach. He started the class off by asking, who is here from CrossFit? Oh, yeah. And almost every person raised their hand. Yeah. Almost every single person in that class. And so, and he said, he's like, you know, I have my views and my opinions of what, like of CrossFit. He's like, but I have to say thank you because that it brought weightlifting back in, like into a spotlight. Yeah. Like how, like, I mean, when I first started CrossFit, there, there were niche, it was, weightlifting was a niche sport, at least from like my worldview. Yeah. You really only saw it at the Olympics. At the Olympics. Like I didn't know any person. Unless they were a football player, yeah, right. It, like they never did. I I didn't know what a clean was. Yeah. I like I didn't know what a snatch was. Yeah. Um, if you're not hanging out at Venice Beach watching the Muscleheads work out all the time, like you're not watching lifting. Like you don't see that. Stuff, yeah. Right. It, it's not popular. Mm-hmm. But now you look at like, well, now like weight. I there are I see weightlifting all of the time. Yeah. Right. There's more advertising for it. There's more. There's exposure. Yeah, there's exposure to weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. To to like to such a high degree, and like you think about like then weightlifting internationally, like 
one now there's more exposure to it so more people have eyes on it it's becoming a little it's becoming and i will say it became more popular again mm-hmm. um it had a strong strong resurgence but then on top of that now you also have crossfit athletes you know oh, who yeah. come from crossfit who are now also in a on a in a league of their own or who can compete with the special the, the specialists in crossfit like T. Claire Toomey competing oh in God. competing in um uh, I forget the name I forget the name of the competition right um but she competed for Australia yeah she is not she is not specifically a weightlifter no but she's a monster she's a fucking monster yeah and she is competing for a nation for weightlifting yeah which is not her specific sport it's an aspect of the thing that she does and she's killing it she's one she's so good yeah so like it's it's incredible. Um, I mean, now you, you look at like men's health, right. Or, uh, men's fitness or any of the, I don't know, any of the other like workout magazines, that's not like flex, Mm -hmm. if that's even still around. (laughs) Um, I have no idea. You'll, you now see like, I, like I see, you know, those, those, those pictographs of like the one, two, three, four, five of like some, some shirtless dude with high shorts doing a hang clean. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, and I have to give so much of that credit to CrossFit right. for bringing this stuff to the forefront of like the lay person's mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, when I said the L1 was a joke, I, I meant you don't have to appease me. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's, it was, it was the ability, like you're saying to open up a CrossFit gym and just go at it. Just fucking be like, all right, I have my L1. I can do whatever I want now. Yeah. And it's like, no, you could seriously hurt people if you, yes. if you don't know what you're doing like you could seriously hurt people and this is one of the other reasons why i decided to intern for almost two years before i got my l1 because i wanted to know how to do this or what i was doing and how to do it safely and you know i i'm not saying that the majority of people who take their l1 go and just like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck people up now but it's like it, it happens people with their l1 show up and be like i have an l1 it's like well how much experience do you have zero I just got. I just got the. Test I just back. got it. I, I've been. I've been an athlete for three years, right? But how much interning have you done? How many coaches have you shadowed? How many classes have you shadowed? Yeah, none. I just got my own one. Yeah, so that's what I mean. As it's a joke. You're absolutely right. As as a as a branding material, as as um, advertisement, or 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 bringing light back to the sport of fitness. CrossFit is is amazing. It's yeah. done an amazing job, and you know that's what I. Coming all full circle, that's what I meant. Is the L one is a joke? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 I mean, I'm gonna. I'll. I'll just reiterate myself. I guess one more time as I try and collect my thoughts. <laughs> is is yes. I think. I think to, to be able to go in and open a gym, from from that is suspect at best. It's great. It's great business. It's a great business, right? Um, but I think it's three thousand dollars a year business. Yeah. Per well, is that what it per is affiliate? Now? I think it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a thousand. No. 50, uh, the I think my original gym was paying a thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it was a thousand. Yeah, back when that's yeah. a year. Thousand yeah. dollars a year, by yeah. the way. Now it's three, I think. Yeah, which is still still cheap for to be aff- branded for affiliation. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, but you know, I mean, then again, like kind of what we were saying, like that also that also opened up the doors for some severe saturation into the market. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Glassman at the time, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say R.I.P. Glassman, but. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we won't say that. No. But his whole thing was like he has that libertarian view of like the best will succeed yes. and the rest will die out. Yes. If they're if they're not good. 
which you sometimes see. And then sometimes I, you know, I've been to several gyms where I'm just like, how are you guys still in functioning? Mm-hmm. Um, you guys don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. But, you know, it all goes back to that community. If the community's brainwashed to think, oh, you guys are doing great, they're going to love it. Um, I wish I could remember all the pieces to it, but there was, a, there was an interesting uh, article that was written a while ago about how um, CrossFit has all of the points that would make it align with a religion or a cult, or like <laughs> a, a cult? religion or a cult. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could well, remember what those I, Everybody were. on the outside calls us cultists because... Well, I mean, it's not, well, you think there's a language yeah. that you use, yeah, right? Like we say, like, I mean, there's certain things that I refuse to say. I will not say wad. I, ref- say wad? I refuse to use the term wad. Why? Because I'm a weirdo. Ryan. Because I refuse to assimilate. What's the wad? It's the workout. What's the workout <laughs> for today? I'm trying to think when's the last time I used wad. You said it earlier. Did I? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> One of them. I'm a cult. I'm a cultist. You, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. I Yeah, like you said, by the gallon. Going back into, like, so kind of reiterating a little bit what you were saying with, uh, with like, going in and just kind of fucking people up. Yeah. that That is, like, as much as I love CrossFit, I think I also then, I also am critical of it in, because I, because I want it to succeed mm-hmm. and I want to see people, I want to see it flourish and people do well. Um, coaches you know, members, athletes, whatever, whatever term you want to use to describe your, the population that's there, community, whatever, with the limitations of the L1 leads into kind of, uh, this lack of, lack of professionalism that exists because most people, and this is, you know, this, this is one sad aspect to it is, um, it, it's hard to make money as a coach. Oh yeah. Um, and there's, there's, you know, I've seen some models that exist that, can do well and allow a allow a a coach to have a professional wage but that doesn't that's not really the way that it works right now and the business model is just the business models tend to be very goofy in uh how they get set up they almost always run at like very lean margins um if that and you know people try people try and do the math oftentimes where they're like oh well we know there's say 100 members and they pay this much Mm -hmm. therefore the owner is pulling in this much money, like awesome. Yeah. But that's, there's a lot of things behind that, that, that kind of mess that up. Um, so most, most owners are not making the type of money you think they're no, making. Yeah. Cause you got to pay your coaches, you got to pay your overhead, you got to pay your, uh, uh insurance, you got to, yeah, gotta, yeah the, everything. Yeah. And so, and so this will kind of lead me into, leads into another little piece to it is like, when we talk about like professionalism about this, about it, um, you know, I think in my, in my way, I talk about like a professional is the person who does this for like, this is their job. Um, they are, you know, this, this is their job. They're not, especially in, you know, LA Hollywood area. Uh, they're not also have side aspirations of being a model or an actor or kind of stuff like that. It's you not mean, everybody. You mean you didn't come here wanting to be a model or an actor? No. Funny enough. When I first got here, I was working for, uh, I worked for Equinox and, uh, Nobody believed me originally that that my that I was here to be that I was like I was, I was a trainer. Uh, there was like so what what are you here for? I was like well to train. I'm a I'm a personal trainer. Like they're like well like a model. And I was like well thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you thinking I'm pretty enough to be a model. They're like an actor. And I was like no I don't I don't want to do any of those. And they're like I don't understand. For, for those of you who haven't seen Ryan, he could be a model. <laughs> I don't know man. My hair's getting long. Uh, for that Wolverine swab. had long hair. It's true. Yeah. All right. A I can take women that. Love, I have a lot of guys love Wolverine. I'll too. take Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, my. Hugh Jackman Wolverine, that is. Yeah. Professional in the sense that that is their job. And 
I get really frustrated with with like CrossFit coaches who kind of phone it in because because of I don't think and this will answer kind of two things that I tend to I tend to hear about when people talk about CrossFit is they're like, well, you know, one, why is it so expensive? It's not cheap. You know, depending on where you're at, like, you know, regionally, it can definitely change. And uh, that's for whatever reason, uh, for many reasons, I should say. But the the responsibility of the coach is so high. And again, this is it's a it's an idea. The idea behind it is that it's fitness for all, that it can be modified and tailored to every single person that wants to walk into the gym from the collegiate professional athlete to grandma mm-hmm. can all be in the same class doing similar things modified or change in a variety of ways to be able to suit what they're physically capable of at the moment. Um, and ha- that like, that is a, that's an intense responsibility Absolutely, to try and manage a, a room full of people going through potentially very, if you're good, potentially very uh, technical moves that people take years or spe- specify mm-hmm. specifically like weightlifting just to learn how to do it well and that, that like years of practice and experience and trial and error to get there and then grandma's going to come in and we're going to try and put a barbell in her hands and make her snatch oh yeah good luck yeah right unless it's unless it's t claire to me in 40 years right then uh, she will still be able to and snatch. she'll be she'll still be able to do it till you know way better than either of you were exactly yeah. <laughs> right so um, so the responsibility of like the coach is so high to one lead people, right? You are, you are the example of what, what you're, what you lead, you like, you drive, you drive the bus, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of one, a, 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 t- a fun term that I like to use. Like you drive the bus, you dictate where everybody is going to be going. So that's whatever the workout is for that day. See, won't say the term. What term? The, you know, the, the, the bad term, Damn it. the no, no word for me, <laughs> um, but all of these people are like you. You are leading the bus into uh, for all of these people to go through this workout. You are trying to manage skill levels, ability levels, you know, fitness levels, familiarity with exercise. Like, what's their training age? All of these different things have to be like running. It's you're you're playing like 4D chess. Oh yeah, the entire time. Yeah, and so and it's hard as shit. It's not easy. No, like and. And that, that that's such the misconception when like you have a good coach, they make it look easy. Yeah. Like that's any professional. Yeah. Like you, you like, you know, if people, people watch, you know, if people watch say the CrossFit games or they watch like the NFL and they're like, yeah, they made that throw look easy. They made that catch look easy or made or basketball. They made the shot look easy. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of their thing. They practice it a hundred <laughs> times more than you will attempt it. Yes. Yeah. Like thousands and yeah. thousands of times. And so, and so, yes, they make it look easy. And so that therefore kind of gives you the perception like, well, it's not that hard to do Oh yeah. until you get into it. And so, you know, going through like one, all of the things that you have to manage and then on, on top of all of the things you have to know, like to be good at your job, mm-hmm. you know, with, with CrossFit, there's so many, there's so many tech, there's so many aspects to it of between, you know, the, the, anything that's going to be weightlifting based and then not just like the Olympic lifting, but like squatting, deadlifting, pressing, pulling, yeah. whatever that might be. Yeah. Then you have like gymnastics, which in CrossFit is, you know, it's, it's anything that's body weight. Right. Um, where most people will then look at it and they go, okay, like anything that's going to be on the pull up bar or on the gymnastics rings that exist. Mm-hmm. Right. And then any conditioning, right. You have the bike, you have a, you know, running, you have a rowing machine, right. All things that like 
are technical in their own aspects to like learn and then also for you to be able to learn, to be able to demonstrate, and then also be able to teach people how to do that. So now you have to have this massive repertoire of understanding movements, then like, you know, 10 levels deep of how do you progress or regress oh, a God, movement, yeah. right? For, you know, again, from your pro athlete to, to grandma. grandma yeah. And that's all ma being managed within an hour's worth of time, right? And on top of, so that's, so you have the responsibility, you have the technical know-how of movements and just the knowledge base. But then on top of all of that, you also have to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. You have to, you have to be charismatic enough that people are willing to stop what they're doing, listen to what you have to say, and then do it. And it could be the eighth hour of your fucking day and you're ready to go home. You still have to give that charisma in that eighth hour. Yeah. Because, because people come like, and, and this is not, this is not just now, now we're not just even talking about CrossFit, but just training in general. Yeah. Like you, this is your every day, right? For example, like you say you've done eight, eight hours worth of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't recommend it. No. But if that happens, like <laughs> it happens. Have you done an eight hour day of coaching? A hundred percent. I've, I've, I have, <clears throat> I have coached an entire, an entire day's worth of classes yeah. from 5 a.m. to a 7 p.m. class. Me too. And it's, it's a, oh, it's nightmare. fucking tiring. It is emotionally exhausting. Yeah. When I, when I used to do just the personal training in Chicago, like I would pull, I mean, there was, there was days where I would pull like eight, nine hours, like one hour appointments. Right. I'd, I'd see nine different people in a day. And that's nine different personalities that you have to manage. Oh yeah, and then you know meet meet their energy, right? Because people will meet people will meet you wherever you are. So if you're slouching and you're like you're not charismatic enough, or you know whatever that might be, um, people will meet you there, and they're gonna also be boring, mm -hmm. right? And then that makes that hour drag. Oh yeah. But anyway, going back, so then so you have these all this responsibility and the technical knowledge know how, and then you have to like you have to be enthusiastic and charismatic enough for people to actually care about what you have to say. So now you're trying to have, so you have a class of 10 people, you know, you're trying to talk to 10 different people several times, right? If you're good at what you're doing, you're talking to every single person, at least to some degree as a one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And that's not just a, Hey, how are you doing today? It's like, here's some notes on what you're doing. Do this, watch it, fix it. Good. Move on. Like, like not, metaphorically touch every single person mm -hmm. within the class. Um, so all of those things have to be done by potentially one person for one hour for every person that it comes through that, you know, comes into that door for that class. And so when people, when people are like, well, CrossFit's really expensive and I go, the fuck it is like, you kidding me right mm -hmm. now? Do you know how, like, you know, I can't, I can't blame people because they look at just the price tag. Right. But like, there's so much that goes on yeah. to like to be like yeah it is expensive but guess what this person can do yeah. <laughs> like do you understand yeah. how much work goes into somebody who actually cares about their job and somebody who who really is like trying to make an impression on you or try and have some success yeah like fuck man that's that's so much work absolutely oh you know what's a fun topic let's talk about this year's games they had a two day event mm -hmm. right was it two or three so what the hell did they do Friday? Some some of the athletes went Friday because uh, they were in uh, Australia. Australia. Oh, that's right. There okay, the different time zones. Got it. Yeah. Because I was like, um, I was looking at it was only six events, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, six events, and I was like, how are you going to push that over three days? But I, that makes sense that they, some of them started Friday in a different 
Yeah, because it was Day Saturday for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, so what, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, so interesting, right? Like, I think uh, I think they, they did it. They did an interesting way because it was they pre-recorded the workouts, mm-hmm. right? And then they kind of released them um, at a time of like at the like kind of these like designated times, yeah, for, for people for like a media to be able to like commentate on it. Yeah, um, I'm interested why they didn't do kind of like a like what Rogue did with uh, their Invitational, where they had like people going at like at designated times. Yeah, just regardless of where they were at. Which sucks because some people were doing like workouts at like three in the morning. Yeah. Side note, I might be doing so. I get pumped. Let's go. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, you know, I'll be there to train with you when we did that Australian one. What two years ago? Last year. That's the one I qualified for. Oh god, that would those were rough, dude. Yeah, it was gross. Those were. Yeah, you did a couple of them. I did earlier this year. I did. Yeah, yeah. that that one I, qual- I I qualified for. Yes. See, uh, I pushed you. You you did it. We qualified. So, but yeah, so, so now the, the game, they've, you know, they have their, their top fives, um, men, women, and it's uh, just those 10, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got that. And then what now they'll, they'll go into, um, they're doing it at Aromas Mm -hmm. again, the ranch, the ranch, and they will then compete for the CrossFit games. Yeah. Right. Which is, it's very, you know, in my opinion, I think, uh, they should have just called it. And just let it be like, you know, this, uh, we have a buy year mm-hmm. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Only because only because of the the severe limitations. Right. Like I understand to a certain degree, like the excitement of from a fan, like a fan standpoint, being able to watch these things happen because I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I love it. Yeah. But then kind of at that at that side note, like we're not getting everybody to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not getting a lot of the same people to to be able to do it, and then being able to go into like a finals with ten people, yeah, like that's that's a really it's a really weird way to kind of go about it, and it, it feels like this would be this would kind of be like a year with an asterisk on it, yeah, rather than like you know I mean for one, Frazier and uh, Toomey are gonna win, they fucking obviously last weekend, obviously, yeah, and so. So they're going to win, but like, and I think that's going to be a, that's kind of like a given, right? To, to a certain point, like the top people, they kind of won. I, the events were goofy in the run, right? Like, they, yeah. Like, uh, I think, I think I, I was looking at it and in, in total, Frazier worked out for less than like 30, like 40 minutes or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah. in total across in total. six events. Yeah. All of these tests were essentially sprint tests. To a certain degree with like a little bit of weight, like, you know, a little bit of lifting on top of it. Yeah. Um, but they were a week, in my opinion, at best. I think they, there's, you know, knowing that the the these top these top athletes that are competing, they're not like the they're not the average Joe with limited equipment. Right. They got all of the and they got everything that. And could they be have done. full access to facilities if they needed it. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them did it in a gym anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what does it matter? Yeah. You know, it's like. All of the, I mean, they were done in different places where I'm sh- rules are different here and there, but like nothing changed, no. right? It, it, it was in a gym no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of felt like a, it felt like a CrossFit Games light, um, which will lead to kind of like the a CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, once they actually get to like, you know, get to the ranch, get to Aromas. And I, I'm very, very interested to see what's going to happen at, with the actual workouts themselves. I think Castro, he yeah. owns the ranch, right? Is he going to program the ranch? Yeah, he's still the director of the I games. I think he's going to destroy them at the ranch. Probably. I think 
he he will look at this and you know exactly same mindset you and i had i was like yes these workouts were challenging for the average athlete but these guys aren't average these guys are these guys exceed average by a hundred times like annie annie with cleans i could do that you could do that no sweat off our back but isn't isn't that kind of the fun aspect of it though because we can do it we can, but we can't do it to their level right we could do any games workout right maybe but not to their level right we can scale it back but we want to watch them just like we want to watch every other professional athlete in every other professional sport try as hard as they fucking can to do something hard we don't want to watch them do something like oh yeah something you know. us mere mortals yeah, can do exactly that's not why we watch the games like we want like not not to say that you know this was a great workout but like double murph unless you're like one of those idiots who do Murph for fun to max out how many Murphs they can, which I think the record is, what, 36 and a half now? Like, no mere mortal is doing Murph more than once. Yeah. If they make it through Murph. Yeah. Right? Like, we want to, but we want to watch Matt Frazier kill double Murph. We want to watch Tia Claire Toomey kill double Murph. I don't know if I, I don't know if I necessarily want to watch that because that's like, it's like an hour and a half. Right. No. Okay. So not, not that workout specifically, (laughs) but something as challenging and taxing as that. Yeah. Okay. You know, like we don't want, I don't want to watch somebody fucking do Annie or marathon row or, Oh God, don't get me started on the fucking marathon. Dude, if there's any time to go to the bathroom or get some snacks or take a nap or shop the merch, it would have been the marathon row. Oh my God. In fact, you probably could have gone home and then come back. For the marathon row. Yeah. Yeah. That was what was it? Was it two no three hours? Who who did it the fastest? Uh I do not remember. <sighs> I don't want to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's not that important. <laughs> but no, fucking marathon row. Like nobody wants to watch that. Nobody wants to watch them do Annie. Nobody wants them to watch like Dirty Diana. They already do Diana dirty. Like, we don't you know, like th- th- these guys are monsters. Make them do something harder. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is like yeah it is it is interesting right like we watch sports because they are you know they're you know people are the freak beasts mm-hmm. like we i love i like i love watching football i love i love the idea of these like people who are like literal superhumans yeah who are like 270 pounds who shouldn't be able to run or move as fast as they possibly as, these as these trucks. dudes can and so there is like there is a kind of like this like gladiatorial aspect of like these oh, yeah. this like monster competing in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. And the, you know CrossFit is a newer sport, but I think there like there's it's interesting, right? Because on one hand, I want to go, yeah, I want to see these these freak beasts do some nonsense that makes no sense. But then at that same time, kind of the the fun aspect of of the games, and I think going into like not well the games, but maybe leading a little bit more towards into the open is being able to say I did this workout the same workout the same way that Matt Frazier did this workout and he beat me by 14 minutes <laughs> right or whatever you know yeah or he beat me by 300 reps yeah that's like that's kind of like the thing that sets the tone for like how impressive they are yeah. because then that that gives us some some ability to relate to that concept of like oh I did this and it I died it was terrible and I I don't think anybody could go faster mm-hmm. and then you like you look up at the lead, like say the leaderboard and you're like oh I'm in seventeen thousandth place in the world yeah 
what? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, there was this many people beat me. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, and then you look at the very top, right? And you're like, again, you know, oh, Matt Frazier did this. How much? How many minutes faster than me? Mm. Like, geez. I yeah. I guess that makes sense considering this is the first like online or virtual games. They want to encompass everybody like how they do with the open. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I guess just as a fan, just from the watching standpoint, you know, you you want the entertainment value and for sure. Yeah. And and again, I think that's like the, that's the other aspect to it of like you know it, it doesn't. I think what what kind of messes it up is you know the the fun current state of the world uh fuck 2020 yeah all right great year it, it kind of forced the hand in give giving spectators something to watch yeah i think i mean hindsight is always going to be a thing right and you know dave castro has his weird ways of doing things and so i'm sure there's rhyme and reason for for the rationale behind it i think it it, it does it just doesn't quite have that same feel mm-hmm. because it, it is it's different yeah. right we ha- we already had a a big change last year with um with all of the international or the all the country winners oh yeah, yeah. then competing mm-hmm. and then with like cuts and stuff like that so i mean it opened up the world to i mean there was 150 people competing in the divisions like oh, it, yeah. it's an insane amount of people and then now now it's switched to like 30 that are going to compete online Mm -hmm. and kind of like eh, workouts that like, you know, they're entertaining, they're exciting, but not, not as we would see from like a game standpoint. And that's kind of why I call like a CrossFit games light. Yeah. Um, Cause it it was a a goofy qualifier to kind of cope with the pandemic um, and still give fans something to watch. And then also then something to like, look forward to when the games, the actual games themselves happen. Yeah. Um, I do think Castro is going to kill him at the games. Like, well, there's so much more. I mean, you kind of think about it, like there's yeah. a lot more you can do now. Oh yeah, there's five people, ten people total are competing. Yeah. There's no teams, there's no teens, and there's no masters. Yep. So there, there is literally five women, five men. I bet you he brings back the trail run. Probably. Oh be, god. If it's at Aromas, why not? Yeah. So, so there's the run, there's the hill stuff. Like there, I mean, there's <sighs> with the heavy bag. There's oh. a lot of really cool things that you could. I think you could definitely do with like a limited with. With a limited amount of people, where the uh, logistics, ah. where like the the logistics are at a, a way lower level, like mm-hmm. there's not that many people that you have to pay attention to now. Right. So I think it, I think there's there's definitely room for some really cool stuff to be done. Um, hopefully, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, but I'm excited nonetheless. Um, I have to say, as annoying as Castro's programming has been, annoying in the sense that it's been fucking difficult over the years. <laughs> uh, I, I have to say, he's never let down. He's never let us down. I agree. Yeah. People hate, like, people hate on it. I'm one of the guys that hate on him, but I'm also one of the guys who realizes and steps back and like, you know, he, he, he actually did something pretty challenging. Like, this was, this was good. It's good. Like, yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. the, the one, the, my one biggest regret is when I hurt my shoulder and I wasn't able to compete in, was it 2018? 2018. Mm-hmm. Because all of the workouts were like right up my wheelhouse, no. and it was like at like my peak, like one of well, one of the many points in my life of quote unquote peak physical condition. Yeah, when I was like, oh, I would have crushed. Like these were everything that I love doing with all the. It was like so much dumbbell work. And yeah, I, was like, I got this. Nope. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think on average, like I love, I love the open workouts. Like. They suck. They're yeah. supposed to. Like yeah. they're supposed to be challenging. Like they're supposed to be they're they're supposed to be like the the 
there's points kind of going back a little like circling back a little bit talking about like the accomplishments that people have like you know some of them that are done well was like there's like almost benchmarks that are built into the workouts where like if you have enough technical skill you'll mm-hmm. get this far yeah if you have enough strength you'll get this far right and if you got an, if you got enough of everything you're gonna get this you'll far finish it, yeah right or, or you'll finish it pretty damn close yeah exactly right and so there's kind of this like cool little piece where like there's a lot of these and that i i often go back to as like these like benchmark tests of like i made it this far at this point in time have I gotten better because now I can move past it because mm-hmm. I can lift a little bit more weight or maybe I, my, I have a little bit better proficiency. Maybe I can strategize a little bit better and kind of move forward, which, which is really cool that you can go back to some of these things and like use them like that. Yeah. And there's, you know, I don't know if this is giving too much credit, but I'd like to I choose to believe that there's some decent forethought or thought going into like what these things are done. Mm-hmm. I didn't read his book and I probably won't. <laughs> But I know he talks about like the idea of like programming for the games and like how he created the created one that year for the CrossFit Games, which yeah. was what twenty seventeen, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I'm sure there's there's a lot of thought that goes into that. And so I, I like it. I I always love the open. Uh, the cold heart of mine always gets very emotional when the open rolls around. Yeah, because it immediately takes me back to those like those initial days of like I'm going to RX this workout. Like yeah. I don't have to do scale this time. I'm yeah. so excited. And then also, you know, like that, that same excitement, man, like I, I will tell you this, like a little sappiness of it. There is every year, every single year that I have been a part of the open, um, especially from like the coaching side, mm-hmm. there is always one moment that something happens that I witness where I get like a little, little misty eyed <laughs> where I'm just like, holy shit, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Like, because, because it is that, <clears throat> it is that moment. It's like heat of, it's like you know they're they're internal competitions within the gym right right but then also if you know depending on how it kind of gets like brought up and talked about within the gym it's also this kind of like internal competition that exists from within the person Mm -hmm. and and so then you get to like see people push really really hard to do something that they never thought they did right because now there's like there's that extra little kind of like kick in the pants to go a little bit harder or a little bit faster try a little bit more maybe take a little bit of a risk where god i've seen people you know in in competition get their first muscle ups mm-hmm. right in competition get their first pull up get their first handstand push up like all of these things and every single time just like <clears throat> like fighting <laughs> fighting back the tear to be like hold strong ryan you got this don't cry uh, but I just get so like overwhelmed with excitement um, to like just watch that happen. So, nonetheless, um, off it uh, opens awesome. I love it. I can't yeah. wait for another one, <laughs> like for this next one to pop up. It's gonna be so much fun. Twenty twenty one open. Twenty twenty one open. I think. Uh, but yeah, so games. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch. Like I'll, I'll, I will watch it. Is it October or November? It's October, right? I believe so. Okay. I, I think. It's, oh, I can't remember what weekend. When we just watched this the other. Last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You finished wrapped up last week. Yeah. Um, closing conversation Ooh. that we can have before we kind of, I think, shut this down. Okay. Mr. Ricky Garrard. Oh, God. So if, uh, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, uh, if you don't know who he is. Yeah. So if you don't know who he is, Ricky Garrard was pretty much painted the villain of the 2017 CrossFit games because he, uh, placed third mm-hmm. freshman year. He was a newcomer into the sport, specifically the CrossFit Games. That is comes in third, 
later on come to find out that he tested positive for some PEDs. Performance uh, enhancing drugs. He was taking stuff. He was tainted. Was uh, rightfully stripped of his third place medal. Um, and he was given a four-year ban. Now, recently, he posted that if he would have competed this year, he would have came in fifth place. God. And he posted a video of him doing one of the workouts where he beat Matt Frazier in a workout. And he even flipped Matt Frazier off, right? And, and called him a cunt? Called him a cunt. Yeah. Right? Which, you know, he's Australian, right? So that can also be a term of endearment. In right. The, uh, that's, that's their word of choice over there. Yeah. So it's, you know, it just rolls off the tongue yeah. a little more commonly. I don't know how I feel about that because because on one on like one hand I'm like okay you you have a four year ban right because of because of him testing positive he can't compete until the 2022 games you're and you are you are painted the villain right yeah. you you cheated and you are now serving your sentence for that yeah to then be showboaty during that time doesn't feel right well you know what's another thing too. Is he has that ban, right? Nobody's gonna test him right now. Ooh, that's a slippery slope to fall down right now. Right? But but you gotta think about it. Is he showboating because maybe he's like, Oh, I can get away with it and I can talk some shit because who's gonna test me? I have a four year ban. I don't have to fucking come clean till twenty twenty two. Right? It's true. Like I can do all the shit talking I wanna do, which is what he did essentially his rookie year as well. Like he talks shit. Uh, and, and I can't, I got to take everything he says with a grain of salt because he got popped. Yeah. He got popped. He talks shit. He, he uh, who did he strip from? Brent Vakowski? No, Patrick Vellner. Oh, from Vellner? Like, Vellner worked his ass off to get fourth. Like, we all, like, come on. Did you watch, did you watch the documentary? No. Oh, uh, uh, it was the redeemed and the dominant, I think. I, or no. I don't think I watched it. I think I watched snippets of it, but I do want to watch it. So the one thing that that pulls at the heartstrings um, about that whole thing was, so he got stripped. Patrick, Patrick Vellner was mm-hmm. given his rightful third place finish. Yeah. And so they go and give him the medal. So he meets somebody from HQ at the airport. They hand him a box with the medal, say congratulations, and they turn around and hop back on the plane to go home. Do you know how un-fucking heartfelt that is not no not 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 just that i mean that's 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 its own thing yeah but like that like that's that's his that's his win yeah so so he was you know it's kind of the some of the unseen aspects of when people like cheat right you you stripped velner of ability to stand on that podium where he rightfully deserved to be Mm -hmm. the the ceremony of getting that medal to be a podium finisher, to have the the photos, the the, the crowd, the energy, the the oh god, yeah, right, like all of the things that come with like being on a podium is gone, and yeah. he can never get that back. Nope, never, and that's bullshit. Yeah, that sucks so much. Yeah, and so talking about that then begs the question of when he does come back. Right, because in in two years he can compete. He has served his sentence. Yep. How do we treat that? We as fans probably will never forget that he cheated. We as fans will always see him as the bad guy, but we as fans have to allow our favorites 
to do the talking for us and just destroy the shit out of him. <laughs> like, Matt Frazier is not going to let this guy come back and walk into his podium easily. Like, Matt Frazier will do everything. Like, as soon as Ricky Jarrett comes back, Matt Frazier's going to be like, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to prove to everybody that you don't deserve to be on the podium with the rest of us. Yeah. And, you know, then it's going to be Noah. Like, Noah's Noah's been in dominant fashion for the last two years. I don't know who's going to take the third spot because the third spot is always up for grabs. But I can guarantee when J- Ricky Gerard comes back on the scene, people are going to gun for that second and third spot. And they are going to do their damn best to keep him off the podium. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think that's a that's like a really good point. Like, yeah, he's got to prove it. Yeah. He has to prove it. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to get tested like 45 times. Oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Didn't his brother get popped a year later? Yeah. Yeah. So so it runs in the family. Yeah. Come on. Somehow. Come on, Gerard. It's a, it's a genetic. Yeah. It's a genetic uh, predisposition to taking drugs. God. Right. And so it's it's weird, like because I don't know how to feel about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we, we hear about this like in other sports. Right. Where. I mean, I think one of the more, you know, we, we have baseball, right? You, yeah. You, I feel like you don't hear about it a lot in football. I'm, I'm not as connected. The, the bigger drug things are marijuana related, which is weird. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another topic. I guess it's the NFL policy. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Like, you don't hear much of PED usage in soccer or basketball. Um, you don't hear it in football. You don't hear it in tennis. Yeah. Um, figure skating yeah but 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 in baseball baseball yeah and like ufc oh yeah ufc too that's another one right so so you hear about that and it's um you hear about those like fairly frequently and i think right now i you know from my perspective i hear more about it in in within ufc yeah and it seems like fans are a little bit more forgiving in like okay you you tested positive Mm -hmm. You are not allowed to fight. But I think the ban is is also a less substantial. I think it's only one year. I, I that I that I, I can't speak on. Yeah. But more so in this in the fact that like, okay, you got banned, you can't compete, you have to test negative, mm-hmm. you test negative, you can fight. Yeah. And then you fight and you do your thing. And there seems to be the like and this is a little bit of an outsider looking in. It seems to be then like the perception is like, oh, cool, you served your time. Yeah. You have you have done your due diligence to you're done your due diligence of either of staying clean and then, you know, not being able to fight for however long, mm-hmm. um, you know, without whatever like economic impact that might have. And, you know, also tainting your reputation a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you're allowed to come back and you're allowed to prove yourself. And so it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like with with Ricky Garrard, it is like he he is the infinite villain now mm-hmm. and will kind of always be that case and then the thing that's kind of like you know rightfully so but then also sucks a little bit is that if he does succeed he will all like that will he will always have an an asterisk behind his name yeah is this true right Right. because like what you said what you said is going to run through every person's mind of well he wasn't able to compete in anything that would have tested him Mm -hmm. for the last four years yeah so the options to think about are, did he just bust his ass for four years, stayed consistent, stayed training, stayed trying to get better and do it clean? Or was he just using 
for four years and say maybe even more serious things than what he was taking, getting wildly strong, wildly like all like just substantially increasing all of his stats around the board. Yeah. And then hopping off and kind of riding that train into the next into that competing year. Yeah. The one thing I, I, I saw from his video compared to his rookie year pictures standing there on the podium accepting his fake third, he got bigger. Well, it's that's it's three years ago. Yeah, but that's some that's some you can make some massive changes in three years. You can, yeah. But again, are they legit changes? Yeah, right. Which sucks. Yeah, like that kind of like you know the athlete in me feels bad. Yeah, a little bit. Because that, like, no matter what he does, will always be tainted and will always be viewed through the lens. Now, don't get me wrong; he did it to himself. Yes, uh, and there's, there's no way around that. But all in all, like, that kind of sucks, man. Like, yeah. no, no success he has will ever be appreciated yeah. or acknowledged without a question. Yeah, Mark. After, there's always right? gonna be the but. Yeah. yeah, but what if? Yeah, which kind of blows. I'd be interested to see. I would. I think in a, in a best case scenario, what we would, I think as a fan and probably as like a, a, a an athlete or just a decent person would hope for mm-hmm. is like the redemption story of I made a mistake. I served my four year ban for four years. That's a long ass time. It's a long time. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky just as a side note, like he's lucky that he did this young yeah. because that still makes him very viable within the sport. Absolutely. If he did this at 30, like, Oh, he'd be fucked. You know, that's a, that's a whole, that's a different ball game. Yeah. Right. He took his ban. He still worked hard through all of these, all of these years, stayed clean, came back and say he podiumed again and was humble about it he was gracious in his acceptance back into the sport and was kind of like this like model citizen of like you know you can you can turn a new leaf type of thing Mm -hmm. that's like the best case scenario that's a huge what if scenario it's a huge what if scenario (laughs) and you know based off of these the video that i saw like that might not be the case i think a 90 percent chance it won't happen probably not the attitude wise he may have that redemption and come back year where he's like yeah i took third again like fuck you guys but it will be the fuck you guys like yeah he's not gonna be humble about he'll, be, it. he'll be the heel yeah so only time will tell right yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see i'm as always interested to see and if he's going to be posting stuff like this then that means we're going to be able to we'll probably be able to see similar aspects to when the games start to pop up and he does some of those as well yeah um which will be you know, it is kind of fun. Like there is kind of this, uh, you know, if 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 he did as well as he says he did, mm-hmm. and would have placed in the way that he would have, there's an interesting shadow kind of looming in the background over the next two years of what might happen, or what could happen right. once he has he's able to make his way back in. You know, having that having that kind of sit in the back might be a. Uh, the kick in the pants, maybe, to make sure everybody stays uh, stays on the up and up. Yeah. But who knows? All right. Quick two questions before we sign off. First question. One-on-one, Matt Frazier, Ricky Gerard. Who do you got? Dude, Matt Frazier. Okay. Obviously. All right. All right. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Second question, follow-up to that exactly, is Matt's 30. How many more years do you think he has? Ooh. He's five straight right now. How many more years do you think he has? I mean, he, in all of his performances, has not shown 
any slowing down. No. And just getting better. Yeah. Probably still pretty good. And I think, I, and I say that with using, not trying to make a comparison to Froning, but looking at Froning, pulling back from, say, individual competition and doing team stuff. And then when they did Rogue last year and he kind of did that like Legends competition and still just fucking crushed. Oh, yeah. The idea of like just longevity. Froning's been in it for a while. Fraser's been in it for a while. Like, Thirty is not that ridiculous, and so I think uh, I think he'll, yeah, I think he'll still do do well. Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> like, he he seems like the person who's hungry and driven enough to uh, just fucking to go. just keep going. Yeah. Well, Masters starts at what thirty five? Yeah, yeah. I you mean, think he'll? I don't think he'll go Masters. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy. Yeah, right. Like, I only know from like interviews that I see, and who knows? Yeah. Like. If you if you have the ability to stay in the sport, like do you just do you just crush until I think, I think you crush till you can't crush anymore. Well, and then, well, here's another thing. Like Becca Voigt, yeah, was able to she qualified as an individual and didn't compete on the Masters side, mm-hmm. even though she is technically of Masters age. Yeah, for her when she did her what tenth CrossFit Games yeah. appearance. Yeah, Sam Briggs too. Yeah, so. So there's always that potential that he can be within master's age still doing it. Could you imagine if he won like 10 games in a row? Dude. What a wild yeah. world that would be. At that point, just retire. Let somebody else take over. No, fuck that. <laughs> if you go if you if if I had the ability to go that long just just winning yeah. every single time, fuck. You better believe I'm going to I'm going to ride that wave until I can no longer ride it. Oh. And then if I know I'm going to lose, I'm going to go out in a goddamn blaze of glory and then, re- and then retire. <laughs> I'll take my second place finish and be like, well, I've done the best I could. And then Later, just, guys. just look over at Noah and be like, finally. You mean looking down at Noah? Well, if he takes second. Noah ain't win shit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Let's end this. All right. All right. All right, Eric. Yeah. Where can people find us? You can find us on our Instagram at another period rep period podcast, or you can always email us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. You can always listen wherever podcasts are found. Choose your favorite one and then listen to us. It'll be great times all around. All around. (laughs) All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. See you later. Bye.